670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, good morning and welcome to a Wednesday back from a 20-hour break. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, air-conditioned comfort of the studio. How did, you, how did you spend your break? I played a little golf yesterday. Really? That's yeah. fantastic. So, I, t- I took a long nap. A little warm again yesterday afternoon. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not asking for a whole bunch. I would just like to see maybe 10 degrees cooler. Just get rid of the uh, upper 90s, 100. I think it was close to 100 again yesterday. Well, what are you willing to trade? Um, I'm, I'm willing to uh, trade my nearly $600 um, electric bill this month. Is that right? Went up another. And, and granted, keep in mind that we're, we're seeing our increases now on the... Uh, mm-hmm. Electric rates, I think it was, what, 22 or 24%, something like that. So, yeah, um, my uh, electric bill last month went up uh, about another $30 over the month before. Remember how I was complaining yeah. about how high it was? In, I knew. And in, remember, uh, I, last month. I mentioned that our house is about one-fourth the size of yours, the one you uh, downsized to. And uh, our electric bill was like still $425. Yeah, I, I it's just, incredible. <laughs> I, I, the house that we had before um, that we moved from was nowhere near as well built and insulated and, you know, with, with, with all the great new upgrades and stuff like that. It's a smaller house and we, we never paid. I don't, I don't believe our bill never got much over $300. And now, here it is, uh, almost double that from what it was in the house that we lived uh, a well, year ago. Well, so it was I'm, a different time back in those days. Yeah, apparently. I'm just like, so, you know, thank goodness that one of the things that we're going to be talking about, uh, and we've got a lot to talk about today, um, you know, may, maybe I'll, I'll be able to pay a, a month of uh, my electric bills with the uh, new rebate that the oh, Idaho terrific. legislature is going to be coming back to talk about. Fantastic. This is just, this goes into you know, all this, that insulation will, crap we've been talking this about. This will be good for the governor, too, because if he gives everybody 600 bucks, they'll probably reelect him. I think even if they didn't give 600 bucks, they're probably going to reelect him. <laughs> you know, you might be right about that. Um, so uh, we'll be talking about that. We'll hear from the governor what his proposal specifically said uh, in his press conference yesterday. Keep in mind that coming up tomorrow morning, We'll get to talk to Governor Brad Little, and we'll get to hear from his own words uh, what he thinks about his proposal, and I'm guessing he thinks a lot about it because it's his proposal to call the uh, Idaho legislature back in session. But uh, we'll hear from the press conference uh, that happened yesterday. Um, We'll also um, hear from a couple of the uh, state's representatives that are going to be voting on this. Um, The special session of the legislature will begin next week at uh, 8 a.m. Personally believe that that was also um, done on purpose because legislators are not going to want to work on their Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I, so, I, I don't want to either. <laughs> so it's like, all right, if I call this on 8 a.m. on Thursday, I know they're going to be done because they want to get out of town on Friday to go wherever they're going to be going for the long three-day weekend. 
the last three-day weekend of the year. It's fairly shrewd, actually. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, 8 a.m., special session next week. We'll hear from uh, State Representative Ron Nate, Republican State Representative Ron Nate, on his thoughts. We'll hear from uh, Democratic State Representative Alana Rubel. Both were uh, on uh, with Nate Shellman yesterday. And if you want to take the time right now um, and hear the full interview, uh, I think Alana Rebell was on for uh, almost a full hour yesterday. She even took mm-hmm. uh, phone calls. Um, if you want to hear those, uh, it's part of the podcast at KBOI.com. Just go on Nate Shellman's podcast and you hear the whole thing. You can also click through on our fan page on Facebook if you would like. Um, other things that we're going to be talking about today, uh, expecting an announcement coming up uh, this afternoon on Idaho's uh, abortion trigger law whether or not it will go into effect tomorrow. Is it expected to be maybe blocked by a court? Possibly. That's uh, what we're going to find out a little bit later today on uh, whether or not it will start. It's due to start 25th, August 25th, as you all know. And uh, so we'll find out later today that uh, decision is expected sometime today on whether or not to stay the beginning of uh, the uh, trigger law until the court case is finalized. So we'll find that out this afternoon. Also expected today, and one thing we're going to be talking about, um, the uh, President of the United States is expected to take out his little pen and just uh, unilaterally uh, get rid of $10,000 in debt for people who uh, went to uh, college and have not paid off their debt yet. As long as they're not rich. So it's only going to go up to $125,000. The... So if you if you're poor and you only make one hundred and twenty four thousand dollars, then you get the ten thousand dollars back. I, w- I was looking at the comparison between the different states today, and uh, in New Hampshire, the average college graduate owes thirty nine thousand dollars. In Utah, the other end of the spectrum, the average college graduate owes only eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> so in Utah, it'll it'll cut them in more more than half. But in New Hampshire, it'll take away about a fourth. Yeah. (sighs) Got a lot of thoughts on this. I'm sure you do, too. We'll take your thoughts. Our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, Keep in mind, this will only be good for people who uh, have graduated already. So if you're just going into college or you're Mm -hmm. currently going to college, this won't affect you at all. So it's kind of a middle finger to those of you so who if are... So you're, if you're about to borrow $20,000, you won't automatically have 10000 You, 10, you, you won't pay. get 10000 forgiven when you graduate. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of a screw you well, to I mean, you that, well, that you're in college right now. Not really. I mean, because, you know, I would probably go over to the college and, and uh, you know, get $10,000 worth. It'll be interesting to see if maybe the uh, colleges will do the same thing that, uh, you know, what was it, Ford Motor Company did. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, the government's going to give $10,000. Let's charge $10,000 more to go to college. Because well, there is no oversight to, on how to, much to colleges be, to be can fair, charge. To be fair, the colleges were probably going to do that anyway. Just raise $10,000? Yeah, why not? Raise the price $10,000? They've done it before. Yeah? You're not wrong. Cause I'm not picking on any particular college. Just <laughs> Well, just, you know, all of them. Because all this does really is, it, it doesn't fix anything. It just puts a Band-Aid on it. Mm-hmm. So it charges, uh, you know, the, the out-of-control uh, prices that colleges can charge. Continue. They can charge whatever they want, and you're still going to take out uh, loans. Also, keep in mind, this doesn't affect anybody who took out non-federal loans. 
This is only for federal loans. So gotcha. if you took out uh, uh, other loans that weren't backed you, by the federal you, government, you don't get any help. If you borrowed from a bank. If you borrowed from a bank, a uh, lending your parents, institution. Your parents did, yeah. yeah. Uh, college institution, unless it's a federal government loan, you won't get uh, $10,000. The great thing about this is it's going to piss off everybody. Um, because That's uh, a good thing? Yeah. It, it, as long if, if you don't want to see Democrats in charge after the midterm elections... Um, because Democrats are upset because it's only $10,000 and Republicans are upset because it's $10,000. I see. Um, so, uh, we'll talk more about this. We'll get your thoughts. Phone lines, like I said, are open 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, the, uh, stock market fell back below 33,000. We were close to 34,000 just uh, a week ago. Um, we're down under 33,000, uh, after yesterday's sell off again. The good news up is we're up 35 points this morning in futures trading. Wow, that's uh, uh, not, not, kind very, of, that's uh, not l- very many. Little little good news. Yeah. KBOI News Time 6.15. Uh, time for our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guy's Fresh Deli Wednesday. You know what that means. One of their most popular soups at Fat Guy's Fresh Deli, not just because it has bacon in it, because it is delicious. Jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar. Soup. So you got cheese, you got bacon, you got potatoes, wow. you got a little bit of everything. All those things go so well together. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, their soup that they have every Wednesday morning uh, or that they're already there making. So get in today, Fat Guys Fresh Deli, two locations in Meridian and also in East Boise, just off Gowan Road. Good morning. We start off with the CIA. They had the bats going early. The 2-0 pitch. Swung on and blasted. Lift off to left field. Long gone into the bullpen. See you later. Mitch Hanniger gets into one into the pen. And the Mariners take the lead 2-0. Hanniger's two-run shot against the Nationals got the Mariners started, but they were not done. No outs. Runner at first. Mariners trying to add on. They lead 2-1. to one, The pitch. Swung on and blasted. Way gone. Left field and see ya. The scoreboard bounces into the Mariners' bullpen. A big blast from Suarez's 23rd of the year. A no-doubter as the Mariners add on. It's 4-1 to M's. Mariners would go on to beat the Nationals by a score of 4-2. to two. And stop me if you've heard this before. He was probably drafted when he was 18. Well, making 30. Pitch. Hit in the end and he left. It is high, it is far, it is gone. Oh, what a judgy and blast. It went over the grandstand and way up in the bleachers. All rise. Here comes the judge. Boy, I mean, he hit one out of sight in left field, and the Yankees take a one nothing lead. Aaron Judge does it again against the Mets. The Yankees go on to win by a score of 4-2. to two. By the way, the call there on WFAN. The Yankees now officially on a winning streak. I'm Rick Worthington. In Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. 208-336-3700. Toll free, 1-800-529-5264 if you want to get through. If you have a Verizon wireless phone, it's even easier. Just hit pound 670. Governor had a good day uh, yesterday. Um, court has ruled that the uh, governor can deny clemency for a condemned man. 
Supreme Court says the governor has the authority to reject the parole board's commutation recommendation for death row inmate Gerald Ross Pizzuto Jr. The decision means the state can seek a death warrant for Pizzuto. Once issued, that warrant would set Pizzuto's execution, uh, execution rather by lethal injection within the next 30 days. Pizzuto has spent more than three decades on death row after being convicted for the July 1985 brutal slayings of two gold prospectors at a cabin north of McCall. His execution had been scheduled for June of 2021, but his lawyers had asked for clemency because he has terminal bladder cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and uh, decreased intellectual function. State's uh, Commission of Pardons and Parole voted 4-3 to in December to recommend that the death sentence be uh, commuted to life in prison, citing in part the torture and abuse that Pizzuto experienced as a child and his serious health problems. Almost... uh, Sounds just as bad, doesn't it? (laughs) Terrible health problems. The uh, parole board, the court says, has the power to act in advisory capacity when it comes to commuting death sentences, which is why the board recommends commutation rather than granting it directly, and the government has final say on whether or not that happens. I'm kind of torn on this. Why is that? I... I, I think this person deserves a death sentence. I think he should have been put to death long, long time ago. But because of the heinous nature of his crime and how brutal the slayings were, I feel like I, I would rather have him suffer every single bit of the amount he is going to suffer with terminal bladder cancer, heart disease, diabetes. I wonder if somebody would make an argument that letting him live is cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> it, you know, being put to death... Based on the pain and stuff that he is suffering, he's going to go through with his medical conditions. Mm-hmm. You you may be right, right? Well, one never knows. I mean, but it doesn't. For sound, those of you who have, it doesn't sound pleasant. Who have either gone through cancer or have family members who have gone through cancer, you know how horrific it can be, especially you know as you get close to the uh, end. Bladder cancer, cancer not known to be one of the uh, more fun ones. No. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of torn. It's like, you know, gosh, I, maybe I do want to see this person suffer instead of finally being put to death quick and easily. Well, First, personal not, opinion, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to be a sadist about it. So, I mean, you know, whatever they decide, I guess will be fine with me. And, and he more or less did, you know, make his own bed here. Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, if you, if you don't, you know, don't want to take his feelings in, ask the uh, family of the uh, family members of the people he killed how they feel. That you know, that's my feeling. It's like they should personally have final say on uh, on what happens in a lot of these cases. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Well, at least they should have input. Yeah, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Phone lines are open this morning. Don't forget, we have a fifty dollars gift certificate to give away to Costa Vita again today. Chance for you to win that. We'll work on the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question coming up here in just about half an hour. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Dow futures um, up and down, basically flat, down uh, 14 uh, ahead of the opening here in just about 45 minutes. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates. A lot of this this week, uh, as he mentioned yesterday, having to do with the uh, Fed meetings going on in Jackson Hole. 
If you're if you're meeting in Jackson Hole, are, are you are you really meeting a lot, or are you getting out and yeah, enjoying or, Jackson Hole, or are you uh, in, enjoying the outdoors and then you know going drinking and dancing? Exactly. Um, so we'll find out from the Fed. I mean, a decision won't be made on raising the uh, Fed rate next month, but from the minutes, you get an idea of what they're thinking and what's probably going to happen next month, and uh, those decisions are probably going to come out tomorrow or. Friday morning, so we'll keep an eye on that. For those of you uh, over the last week, um, you know, who are probably sitting there going, man, we we were on a good run, and now we've just lost all this money in the stock market again. If you have a 401k, IRA, or you just invest in the stock market, I just saw a uh, cry on across Fox Business News this morning that since June, the Dow is up 7%, NASDAQ's up 11%, and the Standard & Poor is up 9%. That's mm. even after the last four days of losses. It's more fun to look at it that way than, you know, apparently just the last every, four days. Every single day, <laughs> the, way we, the way we do it now. So, I mean, we're, we're still seeing uh, big increases over a two-month period, um, two-and-a-half-month period, even though we've had not really good news this week. Uh, email in from Marcia uh, says, Hello, gentlemen. Although I have enjoyed your conversations and commentaries for years, I'm afraid I'll have to say farewell. Why? Because you both seem to lack the common sense and good morals needed to guide the flock of your radio congregation this week when you were discussing the public libraries. This is an all-out assault on our souls going on now, which we have failed to fight strongly for several generations. I do think we'll defeat it, but not by letting the enemy continue running our schools and airwaves. Oh, we're at, we just got called enemies, Chris. Well, fortunately, we, technically, we don't run things here. Fortunately, they say that once a movement reaches ten percent success, it's destined to win. And home education has now reached eleven really? percent at least. Ten percent success? Wow! Tell so, that to the Mariners because they've never been to the World Series, and I know they've been way over ten oh, percent. Yeah, I know. And in most of their seasons, they have won at least ten percent of their games. As a former California teacher and then homeschooling mother. I'm greatly encouraged by this, and as a Bible believer, I believe that the Prince of Peace's overexpanding peaceful kingdom will never end. The the main problem I had with you know library censorship is who gets to say mm-hmm. what belongs in the library and what doesn't. Not not even to take it one step further than that. Not even just what belongs in a public library or what doesn't, but who gets to say what me or you get to read in a public library. Why would, and I'll use this as Marcia, since she's the one that's saying um, farewell, well, bye. Um, why do you get to deci- decide what I want to check out? <laughs> I heard the tombstone in there. <laughs> why do you get to decide what I get to read in a public library that I'm paying taxes for? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like, you know, with freedom of choice in this country, everybody should be free to make their own choice about that. Yeah. And, I mean, I grant you, if, if, uh, if a book is against your religion, well, then I recommend probably you shouldn't read it or, uh, you know, don't recommend it to others at least. But it doesn't mean that everybody has the same religion as you. Interesting thing, the uh, story out of uh, that we talked about in North Idaho, the library where the librarian quit because of threats. Mm-hmm. Uh, that library, which is a public library, not a school library, um, has banned 400 books. So what do they have left? 300? I, I'm not quite sure. But here's the deal. The 400 books that they've banned, mm-hmm. not one of them is in the library. Oh, or, or even was, you mean? Not not one of them was ever in the library. Okay, so they... So they're banning books so preemptively they, to yeah. make sure that they never have those books in the library. That's just ridiculous. Well, thank goodness uh, uh, for whatever they're doing. 
208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is 645. Time for another check on what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the place to go for lunch every day. Both locations, East Boise and in Meridian, open 1030 every morning, beginning at Monday through Saturday, beginning at 1030. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. We continue to count down to football season on September 3rd here on News Talk KBOI. And the Boise State football team is looking for an improved running game this season. Here's Bob Beeler. The Broncos were 6-0 and last season when they rushed for at least 140 yards as a team and 1-5 when they didn't. An improved offensive line combined with a healthy George Halani should pay big dividends this season. Line coach Tim Keene. He makes our guys look good. It could be not blocked perfectly, and he's going to find this much daylight and get a nice run. Lots of times, he's just the eraser. Like, I mean, someone misses a block, and he gives a little jump cut and makes someone miss, and so he's, he's super impressive that way. Helani rushed for 100 yards or more three times, and the Broncos were 3-0. and Boise State has broken camp and is now preparing for the opener a week from Saturday at Oregon State. Bob Beeler, News Talk, KBOI. And, of course, we'll continue to have more updates on Boise State football throughout the week, right up to that game on September 3rd against Oregon State. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Kind of interesting. I was reading a uh, poll. Out of all the people in Congress, in the House representatives in the senate a lot of a lot of people there that people dislike or maybe you, you can even say hate this kind of surprised me joe manchin according to this poll is now the most hated lawmaker in congress is that right yeah <laughs> uh, i would not have guessed that but because all sides of the political spectrum have a problem with I, him in I'm some way i'm guessing yeah i'm uh, guessing that everybody has a problem with him because they think he's on their side and then all of a sudden he's not and just found that interesting this morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Reminder, uh, Hometown Happy Hour brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Another one coming up here uh, this Friday with Nate Shellman. Make a note, I know earlier this week we were telling you that it was going to be at the Blaze Pizza at the Boise, uh, at the Village in Meridian, rather. Um, and it has uh, been changed. It is going to be at Blaze Pizza. So still at Blaze Pizza, one of the locations, but it's going to be at the Boise Spectrum. So it just kind of moves from one movie theater area to a different movie theater yeah, area. That's a good point. Goes on from 3 until 6, Blaze Pizza. Stop by. You can uh, heckle Nate, get some pizza for the family. Plus, he usually has a surprise or two for you. Possibly do some winning coming up this Friday afternoon beginning at 3 o'clock. Coming up uh, today, we've got a $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida to give away. Uh, our question, there's a sacred island in Japan where it's illegal for anyone to do this while living there. It's the only place in the world where it's illegal. What is it that people are not allowed to do by law? By the way, no one has broken this law since the 1800s. Certainly no one's been punished for it. Mm-hmm. If you know the answer, stick around. After 8 o'clock, we'll give you a chance to uh, answer and win at 208-336-3700. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network for all your real estate needs. Call them today, 208-888-4128. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
707, good morning and welcome to a Wednesday. Thanks for listening in on the show. Uh, you can be a part of the show always by participating at 208-336-3700. You can also call us toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. That's 5264, also pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. One of the things that we're talking about this morning, and by the way, we'll be talking with the governor about tomorrow morning. He'll be live with us tomorrow at about 835. Uh, had a press conference yesterday calling a special session of the legislature for the third time in the past uh, three years. Special session was uh, called. It will be taking place uh, next Thursday, beginning at 8 a.m. in the morning. He announced bipartisan support for tax cuts, funding of education, rebates. We'll let you hear uh, yesterday. This is a portion of his uh, press conference yesterday. Take a listen. Folks, we really are living in historic times. Inflation just peaked at 9.1%, a 40-year high. And Idahoans are paying more for everything. Fuel, food, clothing, vehicles energy to heat your home, energy to cool your homes, you name it, costs are substantially more. The costs of the basic fundamentals to live every day have skyrocketed in just a matter of months. Right now, parents are sitting down at the kitchen table to go over what these unpredictable cost surges mean for their household budgets. The cost surges mean less money for the essentials of life less money to save, less money to make needed improvements in homes and cars, and less money for their kids' activities. Right now, some Idahoans are approaching retirement and have to reconsider their life plans because more and more Americans are concerned the money they have and save won't last. I heard from a mom in Nampa who said she had to pull out a small loan just to buy $200 worth of school supplies for her daughter. I heard from, we heard from a retired person in Post Falls who said he had to go back to work driving truck to preserve his retirement and pay for basic everyday goods. I could stand up here today and opine on who's to blame for inflation and the national economy. But I don't think the people of Idaho want finger pointing. The people of Idaho just want solutions and relief. And they need relief and they need it now. Here in Idaho, we have a very different story to tell compared to other states across the country. Idaho's economy is red hot. Our people are working. Idaho's powerful economic engine, combined with years of fiscal conservatism in state government, means tax revenues are outpacing government spending month after month and year after year. As a result, we're now approaching a new record budget surplus of $2 billion, which is hundreds of millions more than we expected. And with the emergency before us, with historic inflation, we're going to give it back again. We've turned money back to the people through historic tax relief in the past few years, and we will keep going. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Why not? And why now? Because hardworking Idaho families are hurting now. And as elected leaders, we have a duty and an obligation to use our record budget surplus to put
put more of Idahoans' hard-earned cash back in their bank accounts as soon as possible. I'm pleased to announce today that I'm calling a special legislative session, an extraordinary session, to respond to the financial emergency facing Idaho's families and schools. The extraordinary session will start at 8 a.m. on Thursday, September 1st, and we have broad bipartisan support. We will give back $500 million in one-time income tax rebates, or 10% of your 2020 state income taxes, with a minimum of $300 for individuals or $600 for households. We know we can deploy tax relief quickly through income tax rebates, and we won't get bogged down by com complex policy issues. The legislature and I agree, Idaho's record surplus, the people's money, must be returned back to the people as quickly as possible to counteract historic inflation. And we're not stopping there. With the national recession expected to persist, our proposal will slash ongoing income taxes by more than $150 million. By embracing a tried and true conservative approach to tax policy, establishing a new flat tax for all earners. The new flat tax of 5.8% will lower all Idahoans' taxes. My fellow Idahoans, we are using the state's record budget surplus to deliver even more tax relief in the form of immediate income tax rebates and ongoing tax cuts for all through our new flat income tax. Once again, that is Governor Brad Little in the uh, announcement yesterday in the press conference. So uh, the proposed bill, by the way, which is, I mean, pretty much foregone conclusion it's going to pass because there wouldn't be a special session of the legislature being called if he hadn't got support. And he did say that there is bipartisan support, so Democrats uh, enough Democrats and Republicans, they, they wouldn't need Democrats in, in the case of the Idaho legislature to get this passed anyway. Mm -hmm. But he says he does have bipartisan support on this, would cut Idaho's corporate income tax rate from the current 6% to 5.8%, collapse Idaho's current individual income tax brackets into one single flat tax rate of 5.8%, uh, so down from 6%. Mm-hmm would also exempt the first $2,500 of taxable income for everybody from the state income tax, which would mean everyone currently paying income taxes would see a tax cut. So uh, I know it doesn't sound like you go from 6% to 5.8%. That's ongoing, though. I that's not just a one-time, oh, because that you, doesn't seem like a as lot. You, as you point out, though, I mean, the, the larger your income, the more you end up saving. Just to give you an example, and only because it's easier to figure out, and I know there are a lot of people that don't make $100,000 per year, but on $100,000 of income, if that's how much you make from your job, you would get about a $1,200 break per year. That's the difference between 6% and and um, the 5.8% uh, mm -hmm. percentage-wise. Um, the big one here that I think uh, a lot of people are really going to like is the one-time rebate uh, would be 10% of state income taxes that was paid in 2020 or a minimum of $300 for every individual in the state or $600 for married couples filing jointly. Now, you remember the last rebate, everybody 
every individual in the state got a $75 per person rebate. So for a couple, that would go from 150 to $600. However, the last rebate also went to children. So if you had a family uh, of you know, six, each one of those people received a minimum of $75 if you had a family of eight. So, um, you know, big families won't see right. as, as much, um, but it's a minimum $300. So you're going to get $300. You're going to get $300. <laughs> I'm going to get, th- everybody is going to get $300. That's the best Oprah imitation I've heard today. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, wait, <laughs> how many have you heard today? One. Okay. Um, by the way, um, because of the special session, and this is why the governor wanted to do the special session right now, um, that portion of the bill would take effect immediately uh, upon signing. So once this passes, governor signs it, you would get your money probably within the next 30 to 60 days. Yippee-ki-yay. There you go. KBY News Time 715. Let's get another check of what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, Meridian, and East Boise. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. The countdown continues to the Boise State football season, starting on Saturday, September 3rd, when they play at Oregon State. And of course, you'll hear it right here on News Talk KBOI. Meanwhile, as camp continues, the Broncos are expecting an improved offensive line to lead a much more productive offense this season. Here's Bob Beeler. Last season, the Broncos had trouble with continuity in the offensive line. Only all-conference left tackle John Ujuku started every game. Line coach Tim Keene says it's much more important to play well together than to have individual talent. The great thing about being an offensive lineman is it's the unit. So you can have an all-American left tackle, one of the best guys in the country, but if the other four guys aren't very good, we don't have a good offensive line. It's different than a receiver. If you have a dynamite receiver, you can throw him a ton of balls and he can make a lot of catches. And We have to be better as a unit. Like We want to have a bunch of guys that are good as a unit that don't really stand out. They're just a good five guys playing as one. The experience gained last year, plus the return at center of Keikani Okoahola Malia Gonzalez, should mean a much better offensive line for the Broncos. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And of course, we'll continue to give you updates on Boise State football as often as possible, right here on your flagship for the Broncos. News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, uh, continuing the sell-off at least ahead of the uh, opening of the stock market. Futures over the last uh, three days uh, down, pretty much up and down, so kind of flat this morning. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, however, Jeremiah Bates with us this morning. Uh, Jeremiah, the uh, president, is expected to uh, announce later today that uh, he will sign an executive order to forgive a bunch of money for people who went to college. Yeah, that's what it appears so. <laughs> and obviously this was something that the the administration was hanging their hat on uh, tremendously going into the election period. And it looks like we're going to get an announcement today and at least reports and, and things that I've been gleaning. Um, it looks like there it'll be a grant of $10,000 and a one-time forgiveness per borrower um, for single earners making up to $125,000 annually. So, How are uh, not people as... that are making $125,000 a year getting by? Yeah. <laughs> It's, you know, and, th- and this is kind of the argument of this piece too, because, um, y- you know, when we're looking at a total cost, like projected, 
of forgiving student loan that'll cost taxpayers roughly. I mean, looking at those numbers, about three hundred billion. But if there is no income uh, cap, and if this one-time grant is even more, it's anticipated could be over nine hundred billion dollars over ten years. So it really depends on what the details are. The devils are going to be in the details if this is in fact released today. But you know, it's the reality is the cost of uh, attending a four-year college. I mean, if you look at that cost back to in in the nineteen eighties. So if you look at tuition, fees, room and board adjusted for inflation, it was just over $10,000 annually. Looking at that same number between 2019 and 2020, it increased 180% to almost $29,000. You're looking at total student debt of over $1.6 trillion. So I mean it's it's obviously an issue but the but the solution is you know okay let's cancel this debt or let's hand out some free let's let's give some free student debt forgiveness didn't we learn our lesson previously from the pandemic with the PPP loans and the stimulus and the rampant inflation and, and, and the negative fallout that came from that? And, and that's the argument against this right now. It's, you know, it, and is it unfair to borrowers who repaid their loans? So I'm really, I'm really curious to see what the details are. Um, especially for, I mean, imagine if you just paid off your student loan. Is there any incentive or is there any repayment to those people? Is there like a look back period, which, in the details that I know right now, it doesn't seem to be the case, but um, yeah, there, there's arguments on both sides. I mean, obviously, if you have student debt, it'd be nice to get $10,000 wiped out or maybe even more. But on the flip side, what is the cost going to be to taxpayers? We already know it's going to be substantial. And what is going to be the inflationary fallout from this, which could be, right. could be substantial yeah. as well? Last week, we talked about uh, Walmart and Target having way too much inventory and having to get rid of it. So maybe the prices will come down on a lot of things. Is that true of Nordstrom and Macy's this week? Yeah, I mean, it, it really, all these retailers are dealing with just an in, an overage of inventory because consumer consumer spending habits just changed on a dime. So a lot of these a lot of these retailers are st- are stuck with items that they can't get rid of. So they're offering steep discounts. You know, and, and a couple months ago, I actually read an article that these retailers, to include Target, were thinking about uh, when it came to returns, not even taking that item back, just giving a refund because the cost it would take <laughs> and the logistics to actually store that item wow. and add to their inventory problems. So it just this, really This is the world we live in now. Yeah, it, it just really shows the problem that these retailers have with inventory and trying and trying to get rid of these items that are taking up space and in fact costing them money. It's is it stuff wild. we want? Like is it a new 75-inch 80-inch television? I know for Target it was they were trying to they were trying to offload electronics because the spending habits have changed. But uh, wow. yeah, you you can definitely get discounts. The question is, is it the item that you want? Uh, yet to be seen. All right, uh, looks like we're going to be opening to the downside here in a few minutes when the stock market opens. We'll get another update from you in about an hour and talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I'm pleased to announce today that I'm calling a special legislative session, an extraordinary session, to respond to the financial emergency facing Idaho's families and schools. The extraordinary session will start at 8 a.m. on Thursday, September 1st, and we have broad bipartisan support. We will give back $500 million of one-time income tax rebates, or 10% of your 2020 state income taxes, with a minimum of $300 for individuals 
or $600 for households. We know we can deploy tax relief quickly through income tax rebates, and we won't get bogged down by com complex policy issues. The legislature and I agree, Idaho's record surplus, the people's money, must be returned back to the people as quickly as possible to counteract historic inflation. That announcement uh, yesterday, that next Thursday, 8 a.m., special session of the Idaho legislature to uh, talk about the uh, budget surplus, how it should be spent. Sounds like they've got it pretty much laid out, and the fact that there is bipartisan support, you're not going to call a special session of the legislature if you're 100%, if you're not 100% sure that your proposal is going to pass. So, I mean, pretty much yeah, goes without sense. saying that this is probably going to pass next next week. Um, still ahead for you this morning, we'll get the thoughts from Idaho State Representative Ron Nate, Republican Ron Nate, and Democrat State Representative Alana Rubel both appeared with Nate Shellman on his show yesterday. Um, if you want to hear the whole uh, interview, you can go to his podcast, News Talk KBOI, KBOI.com. Click through on our fan page on Facebook. We're taking your your thoughts this morning. By the way, Governor Brad Little will be with us in studio tomorrow, tomorrow morning live beginning at about 835. If you have questions for the governor uh, about the special session of the legislature, you can start getting them in right now. You can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. You can also uh, share your thoughts this morning. Uh, John writes in, uh, so we have extra money in the government's coffers, so let's call back the legislature who then gets paid, and plus a per diem, how do guys like myself claim the rebate if we do not pay taxes um, 100% vet? Well, I mean, the definition of a rebate is you get money back you get your that own, you've paid yeah, in. You get your own tax money back. So if you haven't paid any state taxes, then you don't get any money back because it's a, a rebate. Um, if you don't pay state taxes, you already don't pay anything, so... Um, going ahead, you're you're not going to get a reduced state tax. <laughs> However, if you pay taxes um, ongoing in the future, you're mm -hmm. you're going to get a uh, reduction in your taxes that you pay into the state. And uh, in the immediate future, once this passes the legislature and the governor puts his signature on it, um, you can probably expect it within the next thirty to sixty days, depending on how long it takes to write out the checks, send them to you, um, but definitely probably by the uh, end of the year. Um, by the way, the, the, I don't believe that the legislature gets paid anymore for coming back. to the, they, they get paid a flat salary for well, the year. They do get a per diem. It was, it was reported when, when uh, we found out that the governor was considering this that uh, it would cost a certain amount of money to have a special session. It does, I mean, it does cost thousands, yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, uh, I think it's twenty to $30,000 a day, I believe, somewhere around in there, to have a, a session of the legislature go on. So if it's for one day, that one day is going to cost twenty to $30,000. KBOI News Time, 745. Let's get another check. Final check on what's going on with sports today. Fat guy's fresh, though. Don't forget Wednesday, the day to go if you love jalapeno bacon potato cheddar. It's one of their most popular soups, and that's why they do it every single Wednesday. It is delicious. Get in today and uh, get some crumbled up bacon on top of that. You're absolutely going to love it. At Fat Guys Fresh Deli, East Boise and in Meridian. Good morning. We start off with the Seattle Mariners, who got back on the field yesterday after having Monday off. And they had the bats going early. The 2-0 pitch. 
Swung on and blasted. Lift off to left field. Long gone into the bullpen. See you later. Mitch Hanniger gets into one into the pen. And the Mariners take the lead 2-0. Hanniger's two-run shot against the Nationals got the Mariners started, but they were not done. No outs, runner at first. Mariners trying to add on. They lead 2-1, to one, the pitch. Swung on and blasted. Way gone. Left field and see ya. Off the scoreboard. Bounces into the Mariners' bullpen. A big blast from Suarez's 23rd of the year. A no-doubter as the Mariners add on. It's 4-1 to M's. Mariners would go on to beat the Nationals by a score of 4-2. to two. And stop me if you've heard this before. He was probably drafted when he was 18. That would make him 30. Pitch. Hit in the end and he left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Oh, what a judgy and blast. It went over the grandstand and way up in the bleachers. All rise. Here comes the judge. Boy, I mean, he hit one out of sight in left field, and the Yankees take a one nothing lead. Aaron Judge does it again against the Mets. The Yankees go on to win by a score of 4-2. to two. By the way, the call there on WFAN. The Yankees now officially on a winning streak. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 753. Thanks for listening in. 208 336 3700 pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Taking your thoughts on uh, the proposal that will be going in front of a special session of the Idaho legislature next Thursday morning, beginning at 8 a.m. Tax rebates, tax cuts, funding of uh, education, hundreds of millions of dollars going to uh, education. Still ahead for you this morning, we'll get thoughts from uh, Democratic uh, Representative Ilana Rubel, also uh, Republican Nate, uh, Ron Nate. Um, we'll, we'll hear from them and their thoughts on uh, what is going on. Um, we're getting your thoughts this morning and your thoughts. Um, some of those coming in, Robin uh, writes in, question, and it may be stupid, but here it goes. What if we had to pay taxes for last year? Will this bill re- be retroact- retroactive? Or is for next tax year? Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Not sure what you're talking about. If you're talking about the rebate or you're talking about the tax cuts, the tax cuts will go be ongoing, and they will start, I believe, we'll find out, but more than likely it will begin for the year 2022 for next year's taxes that you pay. We'll find out whether or not that's the case or if it will begin in 2023, but my guess is it will probably be for your taxes that you paid starting in 2022. As far as the rebate, that rebate is going to be based on uh, your 2020 taxes, according to the uh, proposal. So that rebate will either be a minimum of $300 for everybody who paid taxes to a max of $600 total um, mm-hmm. per co-filers, joint filers. So, Maximum six hundred. You're going to get a minimum of three hundred dollars. No matter no matter how much you paid in state taxes, as long as you paid state taxes, but it will be based on the 2020 tax year, gotcha. not not the 2021 or 2022 tax year. But the uh, tax cuts 
will be ongoing if this uh, passes. The, the rebates, as, as we have talked about this morning, um, would come as soon as the legislation would be passed, and we expect it to be passed because it wouldn't be a special session uh, being called right now if there weren't agreements in place. Um, and then as soon as the governor yeah, signs it's, it, it's, they, and they could get the money out just as quickly as they can possibly get it out. Yeah, he wouldn't do that for uh, like a crapshoot. It, it, no, it's, no. It's a sure thing. Yep, pretty much a sure thing. So uh hope that answers your uh, answers your question. Uh, Ron in Meridian, we got a couple things we're discussing this morning, um, writing in, having to do with uh, the more than likely proposed $10,000 um, cancellation of student debt that Biden is expected to uh, announce mm-hmm. later today. 10000 per person. Per person. Um, as, as, long long as, as, you... as long as you're poor and only make well... up to $125,000. <laughs> Which is a pretty good amount. Uh, uh, well, I, I by, guess, by anybody's standards. I, I guess I would have a little uh, less pushback or, or would feel a little bit better about it if you said, all right, for anybody making you know under $40,000, somebody who really, really needs the help, mm. you're, you're making one hundred and twenty. I mean, I still would have problems with it, um, but... You know, you're making $125,000. Do you think there's anybody in this building making over $125,000? I uh, I shudder to think, uh, but there possibly could be. Anyway, um, this is uh, – it's one of those things where you – okay, somebody like me who went through college and never took out a loan. And, you know, college was 40 years ago. Same, both of us. So, yeah. So uh, I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, I, I, I really never borrowed any money from the government, but uh, I don't think that's either here nor there. Can I just have $10,000, please? You know and, what? And of course, the answer is no. You know what? We did it earlier this morning. Why not do it now? You get $10,000. <laughs> you get ten. Everybody gets $10,000. That's the second I, best I, Oprah Winfrey uh, I, imitation I've heard. Today. I love giving away this money stuff. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Our proposal puts a new record amount into Idaho education, $410 million. The single largest investment in Idaho education in state history. $330 million will go towards K-12 public schools so districts can dedicate more of their funding to immediate needs. We're also putting $80 million to fund training for in-demand careers to prepare our institutions for the likely increase in workforce development training that occurs during times like these, times of economic uncertainty. Governor Brad Little yesterday announcing the special session of the legislature next Thursday. What remains to be seen here, there are, are some saying that the fact that part of this is hundreds of millions of dollars going to education, which a lot of Idahoans believe we need. As a matter of fact, there were people who signed a petition to uh, get Prop 1 on the uh, November ballot for more education, raising uh, property taxes on corporations. Does this kneecap Prop 1? That would be too bad if it did, because this is the first uh, 
of the propositions to go on the ballot that had to get, you know, a certain number of signatures from what every county in the state, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and I don't have an answer to this. Governor Brad Little will be with us tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll ask him that question. Or could the possibility of the legislature passing the bill to send the hundreds of millions of dollars to education, to fund education, and then Prop 1, say Prop 1 does pass, do both things happen? Once again, sending hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, I, I think if when you combine the two, you'd be talking about a billion dollars almost, close to a billion dollars in the, in that the, would all of a sudden be going to education. In, in the neighborhood anyway, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I, I don't know if, if one stops the other, if, the, uh, if this is passed by the Idaho legislature, um, or, or maybe both of them can happen at the same time. Promised we would get uh, responses from some of the uh, state representatives. Uh, first one you're going to hear to uh, hear from, by the way, is uh, Democratic State Representative Ilana Rubel. Um, she was in with Nate Shellman giving her thoughts on the uh, proposal for uh, spending of the $2 billion surplus. Also thoughts on Prop 1 and what happens if both pass. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got real problems. You know, we've got we, our teachers are getting paid on average eighteen thousand less than any neighboring state. Okay. We have nine hundred spots that we can't more than nine hundred we can't fill because we we pay so poorly. Um, we have, I think, eight, over eight hundred million dollar in school facilities needs. Our, our school buildings are literally collapsing. Property taxes are through the roof because everyone's having to do it through bonds. Uh, I think we have over fifteen hundred bridges uh, that are past their usable lifespan. I mean, we we got some issues that that we need to fix. Um, this one, at least, you know, and, and so when they've done previous bills, they're, they're kind of taking all the money that we would need to actually pay teachers and fix our schools and do all these things. And so little was getting to working people. As I said, last time it was 75 bucks. This time it's 600 bucks per family. That's a little more useful. I mean, that's something that will, people can take and make a dent on their property tax. So I, I can live with that a little better than leaving collapsing bridges while giving working people effectively nothing. How do you, is it a foregone conclusion? Because uh, I've never asked you about Prop One. I'm not asking you for an endorsement. I'm just asking for your gut. Do you, do you feel it, it would have passed, or it was a uh, foregone conclusion that it would pass? I think it would pass. Yeah, I mean it's it's really hard to say because you know I know that the corporate community was planning to launch a big attack you know campaign against it, and we ha- we don't know what the numbers would have looked like. After need to pay teachers more, or we're going to have serious collapse in our public school system. Okay, so. What happens if both of them pass? What happens if this special set, well, and, and again, foregone conclusion, this proposition, this legislation will pass and Prop 1 passes? What, well, what happens? Give me the look into the future in January. Uh, that's a really good question that I'm waiting for an answer from the Attorney General on. Because <laughs> the governor claims that his bill is drafted in such a way that it would foreclose the ballot initiative so that even if it were to pass, even if voters were to pass it, mm-hmm. it would not take effect. It would be preempted by this bill they're planning to pass on September 1st. Um, I'd like to get to the bottom of that legally and whether they can really do that. Uh, can you really preempt a law three months before it's passed? Uh, so... Once again, that is uh, state representative, Democratic state representative, uh, Alana Rubel. Um, she also talked about, and I didn't think about this, um, this is a, a lame duck legislature. Because there are some legislators we already know are not going to be erect, uh, elected right. because they lost their primary. You have a new election coming up here in November. I didn't even think about this, but she talks about the timing of uh, this special session. And we'd, we'd ask this question 
earlier when we were talking about the possibility of a special session about would it be better just to wait? You know, we're just a few months away from the regular session of the legislation. She talks about the timing. The timing of this is pretty much driven by the ballot initiative situation. Uh, And, you know, I think they're also concerned about the incoming legislature because a lot of those seats have changed hands. And Mm -hmm. I think they like their odds better with the lame duck crew than with the incoming group. Uh, I guess, you know, during session, maybe they didn't know the scope of the quote surplus. um, But I think a lot of this is being driven by turnover in the legislature and the desire to cut that ballot initiative off at the knees. Interesting. I didn't even think about the fact that you would have maybe a harder time getting this passed in a regular session with the, especially the new members of the Senate. I don't know. How much different could it be, though? The, the, the Idaho legislature from one session to the next, I don't think is radically different ever. There are thoughts that this one could be radically different, and, and it's interesting you use the term radically. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. You don't know until you know, right? Uh, I guess, yeah. But the, but the turnover specifically in uh, the the Senate, I think, uh, might be more of a concern than than in the House because of the Republican turnover in the Senate. I I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But it's interesting that that her take is that they want to get this done with oh. the current members because they know how the current members are going to vote. They don't know how the incoming members well, might vote in January. What, what are the Republicans going to have in January? A smaller supermajority? No, just a different supermajority. Maybe, um, how do I put this, more right-leaning, especially in the Senate. Mm, okay. Farther right than oh, so, currently. So it, it might be uh, a new Senate that refuses to pass anything where the government spends a penny? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Like I said... Um, at least now, the governor knows who the legislators are. Um, Strike while the iron is lukewarm. There you go. All right. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take more of your phone calls uh, about this, your emails, if you want to email us uh, about your thoughts. Just a reminder, once again, Governor Brad Little will be with us live tomorrow. Some of these questions we'll be able to ask him directly. That'll be coming up here at about 835 tomorrow morning. If you have questions for the governor, you can start to get those in right now. Um, we always have time uh, to get to some of your questions, but if you want to email those, you can email chris at kbui.com or mike at kbui.com. If you want to give your thoughts, um, go ahead and do that. We'll get thoughts yet uh, from Idaho State Representative Ron Nate, who also um, was on with Nate Shellman yesterday. By the way, there was a lot more to the uh, Alana Rubel interview than what we just played right there. Um, if you want to hear the whole thing, she was here live in the studio with Nate Shellman yesterday. You can go to his podcast, kboi.com, click on the podcasts and uh, get that. Or if you'd like, uh, you can even go through our fan page on Facebook and uh, click on that. Stick around when we come back. We've got a $50 gift certificate to give away to Costa Vida, which, by the way, is also our KBOI sweet deal of the week. One of them. We've got two sweet deals this week. Costa Vida, $50 gift certificate for only $25. Also, Blaze Pizza gift certificate for only $25. Those go on sale Friday morning, 9 o'clock sharp. And by the way, just reminding you, set an alarm, timer, whatever it takes to remind yourself if you want to get this. Because, once again, these are both items that sell out very quickly and will again this Friday morning. KBOI.com. Click on the sweet deals link beginning at 9 o'clock and you can get that half price deal. 
Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 822, Casper and Chris, down to your impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128. Sean is going to get the first crack at her question. There is a sacred island in Japan, where it is legal for anyone to do this while living there. What is it that people are not allowed to do by law? Well, guys, I have no idea on this one. This is a wild guess. I'm going to say that it's illegal to do the deed. (laughs) (laughs) If you you get what I'm saying. Yes, we got Don't be any more specific than that. Um, that is a uh, good guess. Thank you for our laugh this morning. Unfortunately, that is not it. I, I'd like to say good guess, but it was an entertaining guess. Let's put it that way. Uh, Scott, Sacred Island in hey. Japan, where it is illegal for anyone to do this while living there. Wear clothes. That is not it either. Connie, good morning to you, Connie. Uh, Sacred mm. Island in Japan, where it is illegal for anyone to do this while living there. They cannot take anything off that island. No, that is not it either. That's another good guess. Though. Another good guess, though. Uh, better than doing the deed. <laughs> like in the big, in the big island in Hawaii, you know, people take uh, rock home from there, and then they end up shipping it back because they say it's bad luck. <laughs> uh, Mary, good morning to you. Uh, Sacred Island. Good morning. Sacred Island in Japan, where it's illegal for anyone to do this. What is it that people are not allowed to do by law? It is illegal to have women on the island. That is not it either. Thank you for trying. Oh, one, no. one more. <laughs> uh, good morning. News Talk KBY. Who's this? Mike. Mike. Sacred Island in Japan. It's illegal for anyone living there to do this. Swim. That is not it either. <laughs> um, wow, it doesn't happen very did often. Did we, did we stump everyone? We stumped everybody. Uh, this uh, damn near impossible question has turned into the impossible question this the, morning. The name of the island is uh, Itsukushima. And it's a very sacred uh, location It's uh, in holy, Shinto belief. Yeah, holy to those who... Uh, yep. Where um, it is illegal to die. So people just live a, forever. As a side note, it's also illegal to give birth there. Um, so it's illegal to die while living there. Now, nobody has broke the law since the 1800s, and I know you may be asking. It's like, well, that means that they've been living for that long? No, no, no. no. Um, they leave the island. Um, if, you so. get, if you get ill, or you know, I don't know how they prevent people from you know, dying from a fall or something. By the way, the last person to uh, break the law broke it in 1878. Wow. No one has died there since 1878. So there you go. Our uh we'll just call this impossible question, the damn impossible question uh, this morning, um where we have <laughs> oh, no winner. And 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 by the way, it's also clear that no one uh, has been punished uh, for that crime either. This this is true. Well, I, unless you say that they got the death penalty. No, that would be after the fact. It doesn't count. All right. Uh, that means we have a $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida to uh, give away. Uh, we'll do that sometime within the next hour and a half. So even though we didn't get an answer to the damn near impossible question, we still have the $50 gift certificate to give away. That means anybody who's not even smart can win. 
So uh, everybody who is is smart, not smart, in any place in between, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, be ready to call. Sometime within the next hour and a half, we'll give you a chance to pick up that $50 gift certificate. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I'm pleased to announce today that I'm calling a special legislative session, an extraordinary session, to respond to the financial emergency facing Idaho's families and schools. The extraordinary session will start at 8 a.m. on Thursday, September 1st, and we have broad bipartisan support. We will give back $500 million of one-time income tax rebates, or 10% of your 2020 state income taxes, with a minimum of $300 for individuals or $600 for households. We know we can deploy tax relief quickly through income tax rebates, and we won't get bogged down by complex policy issues. The legislature and I agree, Idaho's record surplus, the people's money, must be returned back to the people as quickly as possible to counteract historic inflation. That is the uh, announcement made by Governor Brad Little yesterday in a press conference. Once again, a reminder, this time tomorrow, Governor Brad Little will be in studio with us uh, live. We'll be talking with him about the upcoming legislative uh, session, the special session of the legislature. Um, We'll get some of the uh, questions that we've had this morning ourselves. Also, uh, if you have questions for the governor, get those in. Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. We always have time to uh, get a few of those in. So if you want to email us starting right now about questions you might have about the upcoming special legislative session, which is due to start 8 a.m. next Thursday. Timing is uh, interesting. <laughs> I, I only say the timing is interesting because Labor Day weekend is next weekend. And uh, you want to make sure that the least amount of money is is spent by the legislators talking about stuff. Make it before a long three-day weekend, and uh, the the legislators won't want to stay here for the weekend. So um, they'll, they'll meet Thursday and maybe a little bit on Friday uh-huh. <laughs> before they want to get the heck out of town and, and you know enjoy their Labor Day weekend just like everybody else will be doing. Um, so it is interesting that it is next Thursday instead of waiting a week until after the legislative session. And uh, probably a good thing yeah, because... They- Legislature, when they come back in session, it costs around twenty to thirty thousand dollars a day, and and they apparently figure they can get this done in one or two days. Then it looks like, based on everything we've heard, that there is bipartisan support. The governor isn't going to call a special session of the legislature and not know that his proposal is going to get passed. All right. I mean, that's and we'll ask for sure tomorrow morning. But it would it would just be dumb to call. A special session with just an outside chance of possibly getting it done so mm-hmm. I, i'm sure there have been meetings being held and even saying that he has support means that those meetings have happened between democrats and uh republicans um we heard from uh, democratic state representative alana rebel on her thoughts some of the things she likes about the proposal some not so much um, State Representative Ron Nate also uh, called into Nate Shulman's show yesterday, gave his thoughts about uh, the proposal on how um, the governor wants to spend the $2 billion surplus. 
I think we are overtaxed, and you can tell that by all the surpluses we've been having the last few years. We should return it all to the taxpayers and lower the tax rates all the way down so that we're no longer generating surpluses. I propose a 4% income tax, corporate and personal, and then let's see whether or not we have a balanced budget, because we don't right now. We are bringing in more tax dollars than the government needs. Unfortunately, the government always wants to spend it up. Uh, I've had a number of callers call and say this is politically motivated. This is just uh, meant to ward off Prop 1. Uh, state representative, is is that the... Do you believe in that statement or not? Check and check. Okay. This, this state is not being controlled by the governor. It's being controlled by Reclaim Idaho, who controls the governor. And then you can tell by the list of co-sponsors who is being owned by the governor that the governor controls the legislature. I didn't elect Reclaim Idaho, did you? But they control the governor, and the governor controls the legislature. So who's really running Idaho? I, okay, so Reclaim Idaho wants to run a proposition. Governor wants to give the money back to head off their proposition. You're telling me that this is to play into the people that put the proposition on the board. I'm I've I've heard this statement uh, no, before, but no. as I'm talking it through in my head, I'm 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 a simple monkey. I I'm not getting it. Well, I'm not saying that the governor is friends with Reclaim Idaho. I'm saying that Reclaim Idaho made the first chess move with their pawn. Okay. And the governor is laying down his queen because he is worried that the proposition just might pass. Okay. Instead of using his political power to oppose it, he is offering reclaim light by giving a tax cut but then upping the amount of spending reclaim does and by the way it's not clear that the spending component of this supersedes reclaim idaho we might actually get stuck with both increases in spending once again uh, state representative republican state representative ron nate on his feelings on the uh, special legislature session next week um he also um talks about what happens his thoughts on what happens if both the legislative proposal and uh, Prop 1 passes. Well, I think it is very clear that the, the tax cut part of this and the changing the tax brackets and the tax rate will supersede, will overpower anything the reclaimed proposition does. But what's not clear at all, actually it's clear the other way, that there's, there's no reason to believe that the governor's education dedicated fund will supersede the reclaimed fund. They both would take effect. Do you really want your legislators legislators to vote for this and have the people who think they're only voting for more education money or something like that with the proposition, do you really want them to vote for that? Because there will be misinformation. Reclaim Idaho has misled us before. They told us Medicaid expansion would save us money. Now we're spending about $800 million a year for the Idaho piece of Medicaid. And so... All the misinformation is going to be spread. Um, I'm not sure if this uh, this stops the proposition from passing. I wish the governor would come out against it and just say so. There you go. It's Idaho State Representative Ron Nate. Uh, there was more, by the way, if you want to uh, get to that. Uh, you can do that. He appeared with Nate Shelman yesterday on his show. Um, you can go to Nate Shelman's podcast, KBOI.com. Also, his uh, talk with uh, Democratic State Representative Ilana Rubel is there. He was, uh, she was on for almost an hour with the... Uh, 
with Nate yesterday. So you can get both of those there. And in she, their answered, <clears throat> she answered uh, listener questions mm-hmm. as well. Um, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, Governor Brad Little will be with us uh, tomorrow because now I am curious. You know, what happens if this passes and we have hundreds of millions of dollars going to education from the legislative proposal and then reclaim Idaho's Prop 1, which is up for the vote in uh, November, which mm-hmm. we will all be deciding whether or not that will pass. Um, what happens if both pass? You, you could have close to a billion dollars yeah. going to education. Well, and, Does and, education, uh, I know education, I think every, pretty much everybody agrees that need, you know, education needs money, but do they need a billion dollars? Rebel was asked that about, you know, can both exist at the same time? And she said she's got to find out from what the attorney general, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure this is a discussion that the governor, I would think that he has already has. I don't, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but we'll find out tomorrow morning. This will be one of the questions that we uh, will ask coming up here tomorrow morning. Once again, Governor Brad Little will be with us. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Your thoughts, are you uh, good with the uh, proposals, the, rebi- the rebate, the tax cuts, money going to education, or are you uh, against this? Is, is this something we should be saving for a rainy day go ahead and give us a call 208-336-3700 alan 670 on your verizon wireless today from 10 to 1 it's dan bongino now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi oh look at that uh, we haven't seen this in a few days the dow is in the green right now not a whole bunch 47 but it's up was down 31 cents just after the uh market up. I don't think I've ever seen it down 31 cents. Not that it can't be. It's just kind of weird. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wiles, taking your thoughts on the uh, special session of the Idaho legislature happening next Thursday. Uh, the proposals have been laid out. If you want to check them out, you can check them out on the uh, governor's website and exactly what it might mean to you. Uh, Tom and Boise, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning. I have uh, two questions. Since the uh, ballot measure is on the ballot already for the initiative, do they have an option to remove it, to take it off? When you say they, who do you mean by they? Uh, The people who got the initiative on the ballot. So Reclaim, Reclaim Idaho, you're wondering if Reclaim Idaho can remove it. Yeah. Good question. And the second thing I have, in, in doing a little bit of research, the information I received is uh, since the referendum was written prior to the tax cuts and even the new ones that the governor and the legislature will be considering here quickly, the information I received is that because the referendum was written prior, both of those will go away with the referendum. So it's interesting to see if, in fact, they will, it will continue to be in force. In other words, if the legislature passes what the governor has recommended and the referendum passes, the information I received is that the tax breaks and the tax cuts initiated by the legislature in last session will go away as well as these in the special session. That I don't know for sure, but that's what I've heard. All right. Uh, question for you, Tom, as you uh, listen and uh, find out what exactly the legislature is going to be voting on next week. If it does pass, uh, are you good with everything? 
I'm good with what the governor has proposed. I think that's a good deal. I think uh, the flat tax will put us in a position in a couple of areas that uh, as we as businesses look at Idaho, our tax rate will go down to the point that we will, I think, see more businesses coming in because they will look at our taxes. I've talked to the, the uh, director of commerce, and he said our biggest challenge with businesses looking at Idaho is that one of the first things they do, they look at our tax rate, and many times we're disqualified because of our tax rate, not realizing that the actual amount of money we pay in taxes is lower than many states, but they look at the original rate, and I think now going to a flat tax will be an advantage uh, for a lot of people, you know, like uh, – you know, people who are in the upper income brackets where they make six or eight figures like you guys do, now you'll be in a situation <laughs> that will... That counts, will that counts the ones after the decimal point, by the way. <laughs> it'll, I, it'll, I, motivate you, it'll, it'll motivate you to go make more money yeah. because you, you'll be I, able to keep more of it. Well, and thank you for the call, by the way, Tom. Thanks for the thoughts. Uh, it won't motivate me to make more money because I just found out, apparently, I just got a huge, huge raise. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, well, <laughs> Take a break. News coming up here next. More of your calls. What do you think about the proposal the Idaho legislature will be looking at next week? 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Our proposal puts a new record amount into Idaho education, $410 million, the single largest investment in Idaho education in state history. $330 million will go towards K-12 public schools so districts can dedicate more of their funding to immediate needs. We're also putting $80 million to fund training for in-demand careers to prepare our institutions for the likely increase in workforce development training that occurs during times like these, times of economic uncertainty. Governor Brad Little announcing yesterday that we will have a special session of the legislature. Just some of the things, money, uh, we've got $2 billion surplus. Uh, some of the things that the uh, money is going to be spent on. Tax cuts going on into the future because we seem to have a surplus every single quarter. So when you have a surplus like that, it means you're paying too much in taxes. I mean, flat out, that's just what it means. You got a one-time tax rebate that will also go into effect, and that would be immediately, uh, as as fast as immediately means when it comes to the state government, um, after the proposal would pass, which is a foregone conclusion pretty much, because the governor isn't going to call a special session of the legislature unless he knows he has the support to get his proposal passed. So... Once that happens, the legislature approves it, uh, the governor puts his signature on the uh, bill, then we would see money coming back in the form of rebates based on what you paid in taxes in 2020. So everybody would be getting a minimum, this is just a minimum, of $300 per person. Um, If you file jointly, you would get up to $600. Now, this is a little bit different. In the past rebate, in the past rebate, everybody got $75. Even if you were a kid, as a parent, you got $75 for your children who lived at home. Um, This will not go to everybody. This will only go to people 
who have uh, paid taxes, and it's based on 2020 taxes. So you will either get a percentage of your taxes back, 10% of your state income taxes paid in 2020, or a minimum of $300 for individuals, $600 for married couples filing jointly. There are also $2,500 taxable income would be exempt from the state income tax going forward. So uh, everybody, once again, who pays taxes in the state, in addition from the uh, income tax rate going from 6% to 5.8%, which I know doesn't seem like a lot. When you when you look at the percentage on paper, you go, wait, that's that's nothing. Yeah. 6% to 5.8%. Is that the best you can do? Um, but in this day and age of inflation, every little bit counting, um, and I, like I said, I know there are a lot of people who don't make $100,000 in our listening audience here in the state of Idaho. I did it because it's easier to do math, and we suck at math, but you're talking about a difference of about $1,200 per year. Nothing to sneeze at. So if you only make $50,000, still, it's still a $600 difference. That's a lot of gasoline, right? Mm-hmm. That will pay one month of my electric bill. <laughs> For the month of August. Mm-hmm. You, you wish that was funnier. Yeah. I, I really wish that was funnier because I have, in my life, never paid as much uh, for electricity as I paid last month over a two-month period, yeah. even in the wintertime when it was down to 20 below zero. Got uh, some instant messages. John writes in and says, the problem with spending taxpayer money is the people spending it don't cherish it like it's their own, even though I guess it is. Job one should be to understand why there is a surplus. Second question to answer is, with the current tax system in place, will the surplus repeat itself, or is this an outlier because of the influx of new contributing population? An analogy would be, a captain doesn't change his destination just because the winds change. Adjust, yes, but don't change course. Wondering if this is an outlier, I... You you can say no because we've had surpluses going on now for over two years. I mean, that's the reason for the tax rebates last year is because of the huge tax surplus that we had. Um, the estimates of a tax surplus by the end of next, next budget year, June 30th of next year, 2023, $6 billion. Mike has written in and says, here is uh, what will happen. You didn't already read this one, did you? No. Okay, here's what will happen if the Reclaim Idaho Quality Education Act initiative passes in November and the special session bill regarding education funding is approved. If approved, the initiative would go into effect January 1st and the special session bill would go into effect on January 3rd. Here's the likely answer. The Idaho Supreme Court has held that legislation enacted through a ballot initiative and legislation enacted by the legislature each have equal footing. That means the special session bill with a potential effective date two days after the initiative would repeal and replace the initiative changes. In any case, funding for Idaho education would increase over the years as both have carry-forward funding measures. That's from Mike. So based on that, if the legislature passes theirs, it doesn't matter what then would happen with the Prop 1 if it passed or didn't pass. No question if it didn't pass, but if it did pass... This would take precedence over the. I, I guess over so. Prop one. Is it, what it, it, sounded, like. it sounded like they had equal footing, but the one that happens last repeals the one that happened before, or changes it anyway. 
Uh, ben in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. How are you today? Doing good. Hey, I understand in that bill, there's uh, money, $400 million set aside for education and to give teachers a raise. If you give them a raise, does that mean they're going to teach better? Because I've been here for 10 years, and it seems like every year they keep talking about our educational system, and it's still ranked in the 40s. We just keep throwing money at it. Nobody seems to solve the problem. Actually, our, giving, teachers, our, giving teachers a raise, unless they're going to teach better, that's that's a heck of a deal. Well, there's two two things that I disagree with you on. N- number one, um, I don't think this is giving teachers a raise to teach better. It's giving teachers a raise so we don't lose them. Well, because so we, right so now we, they're they're leaving the state yeah. to go to states next to us who so are getting higher have, pay. So we attract and retain. So we att- we attract and retain talent. But if you give them a raise, and the education doesn't get any better, you're rewarding them for poor performance. Now, no, if a new one coming. The, uh, I can see it's- how a student does is not necessarily just a reflection of of the teacher. No, but it's part of it because they're the one driving the train. I would say, I mean, based on the bang for your buck for Idaho, and Idaho is one of, what is it, 49th or 50th? 50th out of 51. 50 out of 51, because Washington, D.C. is included in that uh, as far as spending goes. But as far as how well that money is being spent or what we get for the results of that money is pretty good because yeah, we're not last in, in student uh, performance we're not, based, not even close yeah we're 17th no. we're 17th in student performance in the state of idaho uh in the last study and that came out in 2020 now uh, in 20 i think it was 2017 we were like 39th or 40th in in uh, results of, of student so in in that sh- short amount of time which you're you're only looking at it in a matter of three to four years. We've gone from you know upper thirties, low forties to seventeenth out of fifty one, and well, we still going to have to fact check this because I don't. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. On Nate's show, we were forty one. Um, go to Idaho Education website. They uh, tell you how Idaho in the in the most recent study how Idaho compares to the rest of the nation as far as. Uh, Education results, testing results. Mm. I will. Thanks for the yeah. info. Yep. And anybody can check that. By the way, it is on the uh, uh, Idaho Education. I don't website. know how to answer that though. You said if, if we increase their pay, would they teach better? I don't know if we reduce their pay, would they teach worse? And I, and quite frankly, you know, it, this isn't a thing about teaching better, teaching worse. It's retaining the teachers. Because every state around Idaho pays more for their teachers than Idaho yeah. does. So if well, you have a teaching uh, certificate and you have your, your choice to move after you get out of college to go teach somewhere, aren't you going to go teach someplace that, that pays 10, 15, 20% more in, per month than, than they do in Idaho? In any job, this one included, if you are given better resources, you tend to do better work. And the money would be, some of it, yes, would go to the teachers, but most of it would go toward better resources, more resources. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you uh, would want like to weigh in on what you think, are you in favor? We haven't got anybody that says, no, don't give me any more money. I've got enough. Maybe you'd like to see the money spent in a different way. Rather than a tax rebate or a tax cut, 
Should all the money go to education? Or is there something else that you would like to see personally? There's no wrong answers here. Property tax cuts? Sales tax cuts? I'm, I'm kind of surprised we haven't heard uh, a call for that instead this morning from any of our, our callers or people writing in. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. Don't forget, stick around. Sometime before 10 o'clock, we will have a $50 gift certificate. One lucky person is going to get Costa Vida, $50 gift certificate, dinner, lunch, Feed quite a few people with 50 bucks, uh, but you're going to have a chance to win that because we had no no answer on our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, but that's on the way. Sometime within the next 45 minutes, don't go anywhere. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 921-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Bivy writes in, that is your real name, Bivy uh, asks, is Micron still the largest employer in the Boise area? How many employees do they have? Bivy, I think Micron is the largest for-profit employer at around, somewhere around six to 7,000 employees. But I think St. Luke's is a uh, larger employer because they have more than just the hospital all the st luke's subsidiaries so is the state of idaho right i don't know yeah probably i would guess Um, possibly the federal government as well yeah federal even the federal government when you uh, look into that but uh, as far as for-profit businesses yes i think micron is not just the largest in the boise area. i think it's the largest in the state of idaho kent says i welcome getting a small portion of my tax money back as for using the remainder for education, I am in general fine with that. My problem comes from all the money that gets dumped into various programs, groups, or special projects not ever being accounted for. The money goes in, but we never hear if its intended use got the results they were promoting. This is at both the state and federal level account for the bucks invested. I think I think there is a general accounting office that does take, does keep track of that sort of thing. But as far as monitoring success, uh, success, uh, I suppose, is relative. So it's, it's hard to monitor. Robert Caldwell, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBI. Good morning to you. Good morning. What I was uh, thinking about with the tax money is possibly we use it to uh, educate our veterans to become teachers in this state. And mm. we put that towards education, let them become our teachers, and then we pay them to take a course so they can carry a firearm in our schools to protect the children. And at the end of every school year, just before summer, when the layoff usually happens for teachers, they get a $25,000 bonus if they qualified for that course and carried the gun the whole year at school. I think that the veterans are the best people to teach our children and protect our children. Now, do we put them through college first? Yes, we pay for the for the schooling right here in Idaho. Okay, out of the tax money, we get those people educated into the classroom, and then we put them in a training course. The ones that want to, only the volunteers that right. want to. Right. You to don't, you don't want to force somebody school. to uh, you know be a teacher and then no, that, force that them to carry a firearm. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't uh, get that twenty five thousand dollars unless it, they complete one full school year carrying the firearm after they qualified to carry it on a school campus. 
Interesting. That would protect our children, and it would give us more teachers, and it would put our veterans to work. Thank you for the call, Robert. Very interesting, right. very you, interesting idea. Talk about thinking out of the box, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, there are no wrong answers in this. How would you like to see the money uh, spent? You know, the governor's laid out his plans. By the way, you can check out all the plans that you want on the uh, governor's website. Um, but that that's very interesting. I like I like a lot of uh, what he had to uh, say right there. This is off topic. Mary writes in the water scooping planes that your Rick was telling about on the news are really something to see. I have a day off from my fire assignment, and I am guessing that today the fire is going to make another big run, today or tomorrow. Uh, It's been building up to it, uh, creeping around, but creeping around and laying low while firefighters are doing structure protection to uh, hopefully be ready for it. I have been out of radio uh, range for KBOI. Uh, Sounds like you have the regular brouhaha going on, plus emphasis on the (laughs) library thing. Uh, that was actually mostly yesterday, but we talked about it this morning. It's kind of nice to be around people who don't talk about any of that all day long. Thank you. Uh, everyone is actually just working to save people. And more power to you up, up there on the fire lines, definitely. By the way, the the part that we talked about, the uh, story in North Idaho with the library, uh, the librarian who had quit uh, over you know, feeling threatened by the uh, people up there mm-hmm. has become a national news story and uh, saw some of it, watched some of it yesterday. I didn't realize... Uh, we hadn't shared, and that's why we shared this morning and talking about it again. Um, I think it bears repeating because I find it interesting that they have banned 400 books. In, in None this. of which they ever actually owned. They've never had the books in the library, but yet they've banned books that have never been in the library. Um, and when they ask the um, group that wants to ban these books, it's like, why are you banning books that are no longer here? Uh, their comment was, we are preemptively banning them to make sure that they never come here. Okay. Which, which I found, okay, I'll say interesting, but crazy. Well, Probably yeah. a better better word for it. I mean, we're going to ban guess, something before you ever have a chance to do it. I guess you have to do something with your time. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break. If you're on the phone line right now, stay right where you're at. I promise I'll get to you. What would you like to see the money spent on other than something different? I, I, that was great out-of-the-box thinking that we uh, got on that phone call right there. Um, is there something else you'd like to see the money spent on rather than a tax rebate? I'm, I'm sure everybody's, everybody's great with the tax rebate, with the tax cuts. I mean, you can't be against that, right? I don't know too many people if you're going to get a check for $300 um, that you're going to say, nope, take it and move it someplace else. Um, but if you aren't, if you'd like to see that money spent somewhere like else. We, like we tell uh, you know the, the, the feds every now and then, yes, we would enjoy a big tax cut. Just don't you know put the country in jeopardy. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 9.34, still on the way before 10. Stick around if you want a $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida. We didn't get a winner for our damn near impossible question this morning, but we still have that Costa Vida gift certificate. So somebody's going to win that here coming up before 10 o'clock. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, once again, we are talking about the uh, special session of the legislature, which the uh, governor announced yesterday, which will happen next Thursday. By the way, Governor Brad Little will be on the show with us coming up 
live tomorrow morning at about 8.35, and we'll be talking about the special session, some of the questions we have uh, about the money that uh, he has laid out and how it will be uh, reimbursed or spent to million or uh, $2 billion worth of surplus and a special legislation, all this gets passed, it, the rebates would come very quickly before the end of the year, which would help a lot of people that probably being in, affected by inflation as of right now might be able to help you buy a little gas. Yeah, wouldn't hurt, I guess. 300 to, uh, $300 a person, $600 uh, for pro- people filing jointly. Um, but your thoughts this morning, we're taking your thoughts on what you think about um, the proposal, I mean, it's a foregone conclusion this is going to pass. We don't know exactly how it's going to look when when it is passed, but governor's not going to call a special session without knowing that he's got the support for wanting what's to get done to get done next Thursday. Um, but we're, there's no wrong answers here. How would you have liked to see the money spent? I mean, we've had some, some interesting thoughts uh, this morning. Rather than tax rebates, tax cuts ongoing, uh, spending money on education, is there something else you would have liked to see the money uh, spent on? Paul in Nampa, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Good morning. Yeah, I, I thought that that uh, previous caller was spot on with a lot of different things. He, he is on a lot of cylinders. There's one thing I thought about in particular for the teachers. It seems they've got to put money out of their pocket or their purse every year before they even get the kids into the classroom. And they're the ones responsible for making those payments on those staplers and those pencils and so on and so forth. And what I was thinking is maybe they could get reimbursed out of part of that general fund, and that way they don't have to put out the money for it. In yeah. other words, keep, keep itemized receipts on what it is you're buying for your classroom and, and get reimbursed somehow, some way through the the person that's responsible or the payee, yeah. if you will. That's a good that's, that's a good cool. idea. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Chris, your pa- both your parents were teachers and I didn't Yes, they were. My mom was a teacher. I didn't pay close enough attention. Um but I don't think my mother, while she was a teacher, ever was spending her own money on tools for her classroom. Uh mine spent a lot of her money. A lot of my her, mother's money? N- not a, no. <laughs> Mine, my own mother. My own, my own mother spent tons of her own money on uh, things for her classroom. For her classroom. And, and supplies, extra supplies for kids who didn't have them. So it has been going on for a really long yeah. This isn't something like recent within the last decade or so. It's something that's been going on for a long time where right. teachers are spending their own money for, for lack of it was my dad. My dad was a high school teacher. It was a little different with him. Uh, at a certain point, you do expect them to have their own materials. But uh, in grade school, my mom taught second and then third grade for years, seven- and eight-year-old kids, some nine. And uh, a lot of times, you know, some of them were, they were like, you know, living in the motel mm-hmm. or something over on uh, Kimberly Road in Twin Falls or something like that, and they didn't really have any resources whatsoever. They were only going to school because it was mandatory. Right. I, I I don't think teachers should be paying for items that are required for them to teach in the classroom. Yeah. Uh, so, that, I mean, that's actually a good idea that, you know, because we have heard a lot about that. It's like, hey, if I need uh, staplers and, and you know, color crayons or pens or whatever, I have to go buy them myself because there's nothing in the budget to be uh, to allow me to do that for my students. Mm-hmm. 
John says, if Idaho is going to have a $6 billion surplus next year, it tells me we have a major malfunction. The legislature needs to fix the overtaxing problem so we aren't having these ridiculous surpluses. I can see a $50 million surplus maybe on the high side. And no, I don't need a refund of $300. That only fills one tank in my work truck for a week. Yeah, good point there. But you will also get an ongoing tax cut. So it's not just a one-time, you get the one-time tax rebate, Mm -hmm. but uh, you also get a flat tax going from 6% to 5.8%. You also get $2,500 of uh, state income that is exempt from taxes. So everybody will uh, get that tax cut. So it's, and that's ongoing. That's not just going to be a one-time thing for this year. That will be going on into the future. Uh, Mary says, uh, hi, Chris, the caller who said teachers need to teach better. Does he have any idea how much more they have to do than teach? They have to deal with mental health, behavior problems, violence, overcrowded classrooms, angry or uninvolved parents. This is a multifaceted job. It's not like being a teacher in 1950 when all you had to do is teach. And I'm not even sure that's accurate. I think even back then they they dealt with a lot of stuff. D and Donnelly, good morning. You're on News Talk KPOI. Hi, how you doing? Doing good. Hey, I I think all these uh, ideas are great ideas. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people up here, and I've got a big consensus of opinion um, what when an idea is to have a. Uh, Idaho state gas tax holiday for up to three months or up to six months that would affect everybody from cost of groceries to personal cost for everybody that uses gas in Idaho, including diesel. It would affect everybody the same by cutting the gas tax for three to six months, like moratorium that would make everybody uh, more productive and help everybody out completely. So now here's my, here's my question for you. I mean, I I like your idea and there are no wrong ideas. You don't have a problem with, uh, Idaho's tax dollars going to people who are out of state. I have, that has nothing to do with it because it affects everybody. It it does. It does because, there are a lot of people who drive here from other states who don't live in Idaho who have not paid in any of those taxes who would also be getting the, you know, however many 40 cents a gallon tax holiday that you talk about. And it's okay if you if you think that that's okay, but there's no way to stop out-of-state people from taking advantage of the money that Idaho taxpayers have paid in. You're talking about people who live practically on the border? On the border or just traveling here for a vacation. Right. I, I agree with that. But at the same time, a lot of people in Idaho go to Ontario to buy things tax-free also. Right. You know, we it's, it's a shuffle back and forth. But I think every person in Idaho, every taxpayer, every person that puts the rubber to the road would benefit and it would help everybody's economy in Idaho, right. not just out-of-staters, out but in-staters more than anybody because we're the ones that are suffering the high grocery taxes, the high taxes. Everything that we do is taxed. But 
It's just my opinion, but everybody. No, that's what we're asking this morning. We want we want everybody's opinion. Um, there is no wrong opinions. Just wanted to get your feelings. Thank you uh, for listening there, and uh, Donnelly, stay safe from the fires. Okay. You bet. God bless you. All, all right. Thank you, Sandy. Garden City. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Hi. Two um, issues, and they're kind of separate. One is why do we have this big of a surplus, and Therefore, do we need a tax decrease, uh, decrease of the tax rate? But we've got all of this money, several billion dollars now. It's a, it should be um, um, used for one-time type. Um, oh my goodness, I can't talk today. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, one-time um, expenditures. Um, I'm thinking specifically of Highway 55. That is one of the most beautiful drives on the face of the earth, but it's getting too darn dangerous. Between rock slides, increased uh, traffic, there's going to be some major, major problems on that road that's not even happening yet. They have for years, I mean, 30, 40 years ago, I can remember them talking about a different route between 55 and 95 up uh, to McCall. They've got to do something like that. They've, we've got the money. That's where it should go. All right. Infrastructure. Thank you, Sandy. Appreciate it. Mike and Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm looking at the uh, tax levies for school purposes uh, sheets from the state superintendent of public instruction for the school year 21-22, so we're a year old. But according to that, the current total bonded indebtedness for all of the school districts in the state is just shy of $590 million. If they were to do a twofer, since the state has really never funded schools the way they should, but if they were to erase that $590 million bond burden, it would reduce my taxes in Eagle by 26%, my property taxes. Now, you would think that getting the schools out of their debt pool and giving us permanent tax relief would be an easy solution. I've chatted with my state senator about this, and uh, basically, I think they're clueless. Uh, yeah, I'll take the money, but unfortunately, it's uh, all they're doing is buying buying our votes for the next session, and uh, they're not solving the problems or putting some band-aids on. So, I wish they would just uh, relief uh, give relief to the schools and the taxpayers in a twofer, but they won't. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate the Thanks. thoughts. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We're going to take a break. We have one more segment on the way talking about special session of the Idaho legislature, $2 billion surplus. And we're just asking you this morning uh, your thoughts on uh, the proposals from the governor. And also, if you don't agree with uh, how the governor is going to spend the money or wants to spend the money and giving the uh, decision to the Idaho legislature, how would you like to see that money spent? We'll take a couple more of your phone calls and emails coming up next.
Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also call us toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. You can also text us. That's the same as our main number, 208-336-3700. John in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Thank you for being patient. Good morning to you. Good morning. Just barely made it back. I was trying to get a donut. Uh, anybody, want a, anybody want a donut while I'm here? Yes, old fashioned's okay. my favorite. Yeah, it'll be right over. Okay. <laughs> so I got the solution to the problem first. I think we should go to, as far as the budget goes for, at least in education, should go to the voucher system. And I mean h- hardcore. If you're going to homeschool, you get a voucher. If you're going to uh, private school, you get a voucher. If you're going to go to uh, public school, you get a voucher. Each school has to uh, earn their money not just get it by default. And the first the first clue that this is a, a failed system as it is now is that, as Chris was saying, his mom spent a lot of money, of her own money, to facilitate the function of the classroom. And each parent, I know parents go out of their minds trying to buy stuff for school. We're all required to buy things, buy this, buy that, books, tuition, all this stuff is supposed to be it's supposed to be free because it's a public education, and it's not. It's not. It's a scam to extort money from taxpayers who believe they're doing the best they, they can or they're, they're being reasonable. It's not even reasonable anymore, doing reasonable service for their kids' education. And it's just getting out of hand and ridiculous. Until the public realizes what is happening, that the government has provided a way so that you can vote for yourself, somebody else's money is going to continue to happen. It's nothing more than a, a money laundering scam to put us people, the, the taxpayers, under the uh, authority of a government, whichever that might be. Got it. All hey right. Guys, have a Thank day. you, John. Bye. Appreciate it. Kevin and Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, guys. Um, I think the two callers back, he hit it pretty good on the uh, property tax with the uh, school funding. You know, something's got to be done about property tax. They're really missing out on that. There are generations and generations, you guys know this, you've been here, of older Idahoans that went through their lifetimes earning 3 2 3 $5 an hour who are now retired, get a measly Social Security check, and they're being taxed out of their homes. I know there's tax breaks for them, but it's ridiculous. The funding system should not be that you never own your home. I think we need to change that for people who are residents and only for homeowners that are residents of that home. But we've got to change the tax structure and property tax, and they've got to find a way to offset that and the school burden on those property taxes. So that's the uh, number one thing you'd like to see seen, uh, spent with the uh, budget surplus? Yeah, that would be long-term. I'm afraid you just throw money at something, you create a demand that then has to be filled every year. If you could put in higher wages... Well, next year we get to raise taxes so we can pay, pay those higher wages. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a bad one. It's a it's a catch twenty two. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Kevin. Oh, vicious, Appreciate it. Or vicious circle, I guess. <laughs> yep. Um, got a text message in says, uh, "How about spending some of that money on an off ramp at Eustick and Middleton Road off I eighty four? 
just guessing I don't know who this person is or where they live, but I'm guessing they live right around that neighborhood. <laughs> very, very possibly. Uh, Doug B. in Meridian says, uh, Chris, good morning. You made a good point there about your parents having to pay for school supplies. So maybe some of this tax rebate should pay for school supplies instead of making these low-pay teachers pay for it, knowing that I talked to a couple of teachers the other day who say they don't get paid well. That makes more sense but uh, to, have a, to have a surplus pay for that. Thank yeah, you. Thank I, you, Doug. I, I kind of agree with that in the saying that, hey, we're not going to pay you well. You're not going to be one of the high-paid workers in the state. And in addition to that, we're going to make you pay for stuff for your students. Just one more. Denny says, I have noticed throughout the years that unless parents are actively involved in their kids' education, no amount of money thrown at it by the system will produce true positive results in learning. Gone are the days when parents could send off their progeny and expect them to return home having learned reading, writing, and arithmetic. In my opinion, quality education begins at home. Well, no argument there. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it, you're, you're not wrong. Thank you for the phone calls and emails. We'll, we'll be talking about this. Um, you know, the special legislation or special session of the legislature is not happening until next Thursday. So sure, we'll be talking a little bit more about this as we get uh, closer. Um, thank you for the phone calls and emails today. Tomorrow morning, Governor Brad Little will be with us live coming up here at about 835. Before we go, I promised we were going to give you that uh, $50 gift certificate to Costa Vida. It's yours if you are caller number six right now at 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Caller six. Otherwise, we're on a 20-hour break. We'll talk to you tomorrow.